Hello, everybody. Welcome to what is the 50th, yes, 5-0 episode of the Betting Matters, formerly the Ball on Chain podcast. I am your amazing, wonderful host, uh, coming to you, Mark Thomas, coming to you from Brickle uh, in Miami, where it is a beautiful, uh, as usual, 74, 75 degrees, and uh, wonderful nightlife, nightline sky outside. Uh, I am excited, as always, to have my favorite guest on the podcast as we dive deeper and through this really entertaining football season, uh, an NFL playoff football season, uh, Jess Udi, and we are going to talk some divisional rounds, some possible trade or retirement talk from Rodgers and Brady, as well as, of course, some NFC and AFC championship game prognostications. How the hell is it going, Jess? It's good. It's it's uh, it's 59 degrees over here in Tampa. I'm actually a little bit jealous. <laughs> well, I mean, you are a little bit further north. Uh, most people don't realize it's actually a good... Uh, that would be a good six and a half hour drive from Miami to Tampa uh, to get up there. Definitely a good hour and probably 20 minutes or so uh, flight time. It's not, uh, it's not, it's not like a short drive. I mean, I would say actually after California, yes, there's bigger States. There are bigger States besides Florida, but I would say after California, just because of how kind of like vertical it is. And obviously on both sides, it's water. You have to, I mean, if, from where I am, I mean, you have to drive basically like seven and a half, eight hours to get even just out of the state. So uh, it's uh, it's actually it's actually a lot bigger than people realize here. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I actually I'm kind of surprised by the by the temperature difference right now. And I know I know it's pretty far away, but I always thought uh, Miami and Tampa were re- relatively the same. But now nah, you're yeah. uh, you're living yeah. the life over there. Yeah, I would say it generally is about 15 degrees warmer down here, um, especially in the cooler months, uh, just because like once you get to the warmer months, I mean, there's not much difference between like 88 and 95 or whatever. But yeah. in the cooler months, 59 to 74, that's a, that's a big difference. So, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and so, I mean, I mean, this is the other thing, too, you know, just having moved here three months ago. I mean, we are on the most southern, basically the most southern tip of Florida. Uh, down here in Miami, we were closer to Cuba than we are to you. So, uh, given that, uh, it is uh, it's nice and warm down here. So, but nobody tuned into the podcast today to hear about how uh, wonderful <laughs> the weather is down here. Although they might be living vicariously through us. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I just needed a I just needed to vent a little frustration that I'm not in Miami yet. So well, no, what I about our loyal there. listeners in the state of Wisconsin, where it's like two right now? I feel bad for them. <laughs> I do too. I do too. That's why I don't live there anymore. That's why I don't live yeah, there anymore. I, I, I'm from Utah. It's bad in Utah. I had to be back there for Christmas and I, I don't right. miss it. I don't miss the winners. But anyway, no, en- no, enough about that. Let's, let, let's get on with the sports. I, I don't. Okay. We're going to go in chronological order here of these games um, because A, I want to get through the Bengals Titans game as quickly as possible uh, because it really, yeah, I think, set the tone for the rest of the weekend. And we should wrap up with probably the most entertaining game of the playoffs uh, and in a long time with Bill's Chiefs. So, <clears throat> and before we get into this, like every other uh, sportscaster has come to you with uh, over the course of the week, this is probably one of the best divisional weekends uh, in a very long time, if not ever. And it's if you're the wondering, best. it's the best. I, I can't, I can't think of 
anyone that, I mean, really, really comes close to touching it, really. Yeah, I mean, if you throw out, like, personal, you know, rooting interests aside from a pure neutral standpoint, this definitely had to be the best ever. And if you're wondering why we're not coming to you until Friday – uh, you know, both of our teams lost, so we didn't we didn't want to get right back on. The, we didn't get want to get right back on the air on Monday and, and start talking hey, about I'm that. Like Mark, I, I've been ready to vent all week. I, I was ready to express my my emotions on on Monday, but Mark well, Mark needed a week. To no, 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 no. I was I was over it by Monday. Trust me, I was over it. <laughs> I've already I've already I've already given my opinions on on Twitter and other places. So. Uh, it's not that I was, I was busy with sense sports. Okay. Let's be real. I'm, 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 busting my ass over, I'm busting my ass over here to, to make this company go. So, okay. Uh, we're going to start with Bengals Titans and, uh, both of us had, uh, Titans minus three and a half on this. Oh my gosh. My ESPN is going to do this again. I'm just going to stop using ESPN like for every my... week, Mark, every week. It's not my fault though, actually. Like, they just play ads, even though I have it paused, even though I have the volume off. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, they just want to fucking throw ads in your face for nothing. Even after you've, like, unsubscribed, muted, paused, stopped. It's it's these these media companies. Okay, I'm sorry. I got a bench here for a second. We're going on a tangent. These media companies do not understand. You make your product worse when you do that crap. I would rather pay you 5 or $10 a month and get rid of that shit. Really, seriously. Like, I honestly, I'm going Jason Calcanis has talked about this many times. Like, I pay for no ads with Hulu. Uh, obviously, pay for Amazon Prime, and then you know, no ads there. Uh, I pay for what YouTube. about what about ESPN Plus, Mark? Uh, I do have that, but I don't know. If me, I don't. They don't turn off ads for that. They just give you like extra content for it. But anyways, oh, okay. I was going to finish YouTube Premium. No ads makes it. 10 times a thousand times more enjoyable uh because of that and i think you're just going to start to see more and more media platforms say ditch the ads you want to pay 10 11 12 bucks a month 15 whatever to get rid of the ads here you go and i would in a heartbeat do so in a heartbeat it's not even close so uh for all those you out there that work at espn or have ties to espn we give you today tonight the big fuck you so uh with that being <laughs> with that being said Bengals titans we both took the titans minus three and a half we both thought look you know what no they're not going to win the super bowl but you know they definitely are going to win this game at home and, and maybe even get to the super bowl because of their home field advantage and they're certainly a lot better than the Bengals, right i mean literally first fucking play out of the gate Tannehill with an interception and that just set the whole tone for the rest of the game there uh Vrabel, who's going to probably win coach of the year had I mean, honestly, that is probably one of the that's probably for being coach of the year. That's one of the worst coach games I've ever seen in my life for somebody who's coach of the year. It was terrible. Not even for somebody that's coach of the year. That is that was one of the worst coach playoff games I've ever seen. And I actually don't even think it was a terrible move to go for two when they scored the first touchdown after they got the penalty. But just all the play calling, all the asinine decision making i just i just i've just never seen anything and and i feel like but i i mean my issue with the two is like what did it do what was it gonna accomplish like like it it was six six you go up seven six or eight six what being being tied is way worse than being statistically statistically 
statistically, I think the odds of getting the two point conversion when you're at the one yard line is around 60, 62%, something like that. Um, okay. Whatever. But, but still, but still it's like, it, what, what do you know statistically what a uh, extra point is? Well, yeah, it's one point. You're guaranteed one point, but if you multiply, no, 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 it's not guaranteed. That's why I was asking. What, what yeah, is but it's, it's, it's like 95 now. Is yeah. 95? Yeah. But the, I know but the, they moved it back. But if you just do the expected value, one times 0.95 gets you 0.95. Two times point six, yeah, whatever it gets I, I you. Get one the, I get the analytics and the TV behind it, but it's a playoff game. It's it, the the score is six to six, like eight to six. My my issue with with taking a sixty percent shot there is eight six and seven six are essentially the same thing. Six six is so much different. It, it like obviously it came back to bite them, but that changed that changed the entire flow. Well, the, of the thought process is if you get a touchdown, if you get a touchdown, the next you know, time, if you go 15, six, now you're two scores ahead. I mean, that's really kind of the logic there, but look, my, my general, my general take is, well, it wasn't my favorite move. That certainly wasn't the worst move he had, you know, over the course of the game. I, I mean, just in yeah. general, the, the play calling, um, the, the challenges, I mean, just all across the board was just boneheaded and the you know, clock management, clock management. Absolutely. Look, here's, here's the bottom line. You're the Titans, and yes, the Bengals are not the Chiefs. I get it, but you're the Titans. You don't have you have the, probably the worst quarterback in all the playoffs remaining. Although Jimmy G is really bad, uh, and you really your your mo is amazing game management. You don't bite your you don't shoot yourself in the foot. You don't do anything crazy, and you just are methodical and maniacal and really efficient at how you do things. And they literally took that playbook and threw it out the window. And that doesn't make any sense to me, especially when you're at home. I'm not saying get conservative. I'm not saying play not to lose, but you absolutely, you know, went out of your uh, shell and became a fish out of water and did all the things that you're not as a team. But, you know, let's be real. You lost to the Texans at home. Uh, You lost to the Jets. Uh, You lost at Pittsburgh, which I think is a bad loss. And so maybe there was some writing on the wall that this team was just not as good. Now the Bengals had bad losses too. They lost to the Bears. They barely beat the Vikings, um, et cetera. But they also yeah, have a great. Yeah, and I get that. But like, well, no, I was just going to say I, they, I they also have they also have a star quarterback. So you you know you you kind of push that aside and say whatever. Would you rather have ten and set be ten and seven record in Joe Burrow, or would you rather be twelve and five and and have Brian Tannehill? And I think the obvious answer there is you'd rather be ten and seven and have Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, and I, I get the narrative that hey, they might not have been that good, but I don't think anybody like was really saying that they were. I think they, I think they were pretty widely considered a pretty weak one seed. Uh, the issue is they should have won that game. Like, like they did a lot of things to like actively lose that game on the coaching end, and so it's like. I, I I don't know. I I also I also had a decent amount of money on them, and uh, so like I, I I was emotionally invested in this game, and it, it was just a super frustrating one to uh, sit through. Yeah, I mean, I I just uh, and, and for me in my playoff pool, I mean, this just this just set off a a set of di- uh, dominoes that absolutely you know put me out of the running for any chance to win. I'm out of that one. Um, and I think it was a foreshadowing of what was to come this weekend with three home teams losing for the only third time ever in NFL playoff history. If the Bills had won 
it would have been the first time ever that all four road teams had won. Yeah, and so we're going to get to that game. But, look, I don't want to talk too much more about this one. I think – Yeah, yeah, we we were supposed to gloss over this one. Well, look, I think think, – I think the Titans got what they deserved, to be frank, if we're if we take off our betting glasses for a second and really look at this objectively. Of course, it was a close game. It could have gone either way. But at the end of the day, the Titans probably got what they deserved. Or at least the Titans got what they would have gotten anyways in the next round or at the very latest the Super Bowl. They weren't winning the whole thing. They're not good enough. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right. So look, uh, so on to my game. Look, I didn't necessarily think. I thought... I thought there was a 50-50 chance the Packers lose in the NFC Championship game to the Rams or the Buccaneers, okay? Because Rodgers is just bad in that game. He doesn't lose a divisional game, though. That's the one oh, game he doesn't lose. 50-50. You were, you were like 90-10. They're winning the Super Bowl this well, year. Well, no, no, no. Hang on, hang on a second. When was the last time Rodgers lost a divisional game? <laughs> no, I'm being, no, I'm being, I, 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 I'm being serious. No, 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 but, but no, no, no. Come yeah, back to this oh, game. Okay, all right. He, does, he doesn't lose in this round. He doesn't lose in this round. He hasn't lost in this round since, uh, God, I don't know if he's ever lost a divisional game now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, yeah, sorry, uh, the 2011 uh, to the Giants. He hadn't lost in this round in 10 years. Now, he's lost plenty of NFC Championship games. We all know that, one in four in those games. But he hadn't lost in the divisional round in 10 years. I'm like, there's no way he's losing this game at home to the Niners. There's no fucking way. And after the first drive, Oh, I'm like, there's really no way. We're going to roll over these guys 35 to 14 like I had predicted, right? Well, Mercedes Lewis had that fumble in the second drive, which, by the way, when they didn't call the fumble on the next Niner drive on whoever the hell it was that caught that ball and fumbled it, uh, Aiki, whatever the heck his name is, uh, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. I don't know how Mercedes Lewis, his fumble was a fumble, but the Niners' uh, fumble was not. And they've got to seriously clean up that language in the rules of what's a catch and what's not. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Even that Bengals-Titans game where the ball was pinned against the ground that gave the Titans the ball back on the interception by Burrow. I mean, that wasn't an interception. I'm sorry. That wasn't an interception. I was happy for it because I needed that. But, I mean, that was not an interception. I mean, I just don't care what anybody says. And Yeah. And so this refereeing has got to get cleaned up. I'm going to pause right there and actually talk about that. So – I think at some point we have got to get to the point where there is a fucking eye in the sky reviewing these plays in real time without needing to go under the hood and within 20 seconds can say, no, that was not a fumble. Yes, that was a catch. Uh, No, that wasn't pass interference. Yes, it was. We're tired of why is it that the whole freaking country can see what is a correct call, but the seven guys on the field cannot? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind the eye in the sky thing because I mean, with with all of the camera angles that we have and like really everything at their disposal, I think we should be a little bit past making coaches challenge things. It's like it's like obviously you have you like you have a hurry up offense and you can slow those down if needed if there's a close play, but at the same time, it's like it's like they're you're right. Like with the angles and stuff outside of a few very select calls, it's like they should just be able to determine it very quickly. And it's, it slows down the games the, the reviews in basketball are getting crazy too. Right. Okay. So should have been 14, nothing Packers after the first quarter, whatever it's seven, nothing. I'm still like not a big deal. 
the 49ers offense sucks ass. Uh, Jimmy G sucks ass. Uh, yeah, maybe we win this game 20 to 10, but you know, whatever. I mean, no big deal. Okay. Then when it's seven zero at halftime, I'm sitting there like, okay. And every, of course, everybody's sitting there like, this is way, way, way worse than it should be. It should, or way, yeah, way worse than it should be. It should be, should be 14, nothing should be 17, nothing, whatever it might be. And if you're the Niners fan, you're like seven, nothing. If you're playing the first half, like absolute trash, you're like, this is good. However, when it was 7-3 after the third quarter, then I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I don't think the Niners score three more points the rest of the way. Like, we're winning this game 7-6, 10-6, right? Because I'm just like, it's that bad. Like, they are that they are that bad. And our defense is actually really good. I mean, the Packers defense, way underrated. Probably the most underrated defense that was remaining left yeah, in the playoffs. Going the Packers defense, like, the Packers defense really stepped up. They played amazing. Yeah. So, 7-3 after three, and then 10-3 after – Mason Crosby kicked a field goal. I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, geez, I'm starting to think to the next game. I'm like, gosh, I mean, we're going to win this game, but boy, we don't look good. I mean, we're going to be able to turn it on. Are we going to be able to flip a switch? And then, of course, our special teams comes to, which is 32nd in the league and one of the worst special teams of all time for a, a playoff team, comes to rear its ugly head with the block punt touchdown. And at that point, I was pretty sure we were going to lose because – when you have that kind of weirdness going on in the game where the other team has not scored an offensive touchdown, your defense has played fantastic. Um, the other team's offense is hot trash and they get one of those kinds of weird plays and the block punts a weird play. I and mean, that's all there's to it. It's, it's, you know, one in a thousand, one in 10,000, whatever it might be. You just have to realize it's probably not going to be your day. And at that point I figured we were going to lose unless something happened, but I figured, okay, look, we still got Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be his time. He's not going to let this season end at this moment. And once again, and this is why I'm going to talk about in a minute, why I'm ready for him to be gone. Once again, he wilted under the pressure of a fourth quarter playoff game. And this is, this is why I'm done with it. You look at, you look at Giannis, who not only did not wilt under pressure in the finals, but threw a 50 burger down and 17 of 19 free throws. And I was obviously there to watch it as we all know. You watch that and you go, this is what champions are made of. They step up and they rise up in the face of pressure. And okay, fine. Obviously he didn't do that uh, with against the Raptors in 2019 or in the bubble. He was very young at that point in time. He wasn't 37, 38 years old. Okay. He was still getting his feet wet in the playoffs and learning. And then once he had that experience, he pushed him over the hump and won a title. Rogers is fucking 38 years old and has been playing for, uh, you know, 13 years. To do this again, when he has a history of this, when you look at other top 10 quarterbacks of all time, like the Brady's and like the Montana's and like the Elway's, well, Elway's may be a bad example because he took a long time to do that. But those guys rose up under pressure. This guy can't do it in the playoffs. I have never seen – I've been watching sports for 34 years. I have never in my life seen a top 10 player of all time in their sport be this fucking good in the regular season and this fucking bad in the playoffs. not even Peyton Manning. What the hell is all I have to say? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, 
I was trying to talk about it the night of, but Mark was Mark was a little too salty and just kept rambling about how the Bucks were the greatest team of all time. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I, I just said it's, it's time to, no, it's time no. to go take off. No, no, no. It's time to go take off our Aaron Rodgers jerseys and go put on our Giannis jerseys. <laughs> That's all I said. I said, we're ready to go. It's Bucks season now, baby. Uh, no, no, no. But I, in all seriousness, I, I'm with you. After, after the blocked punt, I was like, like I was kind of in shock a little bit. I also had money on the Packers, unfortunate. Uh, and, and the line was five and a half. I thought I was chilling at the seven. You know what I mean? Like, I think most Packers betters felt that they were good because everybody saw that the, uh, like the Niners were not going to move the ball and score a touchdown. Like, like maybe a field goal and maybe they would have a back recover. And they, but at that point, at that point, you also think they're not even going to try a field goal. So anyway, uh, after the block, I'm feeling good from a betting perspective uh, that they're going to be able to hold on to it. Uh, so that they're actually going to go win. Uh, from a betting perspective, after the block punt, uh, I should rephrase that. I felt like I was kind of screwed because I figured Rodgers was going to get him down and get a field goal to win the game. Uh, but right after the block punt, I was I was convinced like Aaron Rodgers is going to go down and win it. Great. I had the Packers uh, in like a money line parlay as well with a UFC fight that night. So I was like, at least that that's still alive. Uh, and I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, and then I saw Aaron Rodgers like face and body language yep. Yep. and demeanor yep. as he walked out for uh, for that final drive. And I said, I said, oh, shit. We're, he wants going to be to anywhere but here. Yes, yes, that's exactly how I felt. So with with me hanging on the fringes of my last bet of the day, which I got wrecked on uh, Saturday, by the way, <laughs> thanks to these playoff games, uh, I, I'm hanging on a thread to my last one. And I, I see him go out, and you're right. That's the exact wording for it. He wanted to be anywhere but there. It's like I can see it in his eyes, in the way he was walking out to the huddle. He just looked slow. It was like there was there was nothing in his step. And I said, oh, no, like this game is over. And sure enough, uh, he has three lackluster plays uh, for for whatever reason. He decides to throw the third down uh, to Adams, like what, 45 yards downfield into double coverage. When DeGora was uh, open. DeGora's wide open at the 50 Yes, line. I, I know. It's like it's like he wasn't even bothering to go through his progressions. It was like, hey, it's third and ten. I can't get anything else going. I'm just gonna pray that Adams can make a play for me. Like mm. that's almost like what it was. It was almost like those three plays just had such a lack of enthusiasm and effort yep. from him that like it just blew my mind. And the second that it happened, like like after after that throw to Adams, I was like, this is really bad. But then you're like, okay, we got we got Jimmy G on the other side. Yeah, maybe you can get a pick six, or maybe you can just get an interception or a turnover, right? And yeah, maybe or, just or gets... even a punt and go to overtime, right? Right. Like, like it, it's even like I I didn't even I wasn't even praying for a turnover at that point. I was just like Jimmy G is going to go three and out as well, and we're probably going to end up getting overtime in this game. But sure enough, he makes a few good throws, uh, and and they get into field goal range and obviously like like that's the end of the story but yeah i uh i i back you on that because like even even constantly wilting under pressure i don't know if i've ever seen at least it's been a long time 
a, a top dude, especially, especially for this year and how good he's been. I even mentioned a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. like I don't mm-hmm. feel like that offense can be stopped this year mm-hmm. uh, to see his body language going into that last drive was maybe the most shocking thing of the weekend to me. Because like he was looking like a god of football for the for like the last ten weeks of the regular season. This is why I want him gone because he has proven over and over again when everything is going well and hunky dory and he's on a roll and you know everything is going well he's unstoppable right and uh, you know especially when I think there's warmer weather or it's a dome or the conditions are good for the offense to play. You don't want to go up against him. He's going to fuck you up left, right, and center. But the second things start to go the wrong way, and the second, uh, you know, plan A is out the window, and he can't execute on that plan A anymore, he doesn't have a plan B, C, and D. He doesn't get scrappy and say, okay, well, this isn't going well, fine, no big deal. We're going to do X, Y, Z instead. He can't do that. He's incapable. He gets frustrated. He gets pouty. He uh, looks like he his mom just died, and he looks like I said a minute ago, like he wants to be anywhere but there. And then yeah, pouty, pouty is a great word for it. I'm fucking tired of it. Like I don't want to see that crap anymore. And again, the reason I keep bringing up the Giannis thing is Giannis is literally the exact opposite of that. The second you know he gets uh, frustrated or something happens, he uses that as internal motivation to go out there and kick the crap out of you. Like that's what you yeah. want. Like, and I mean, you- I mean, even even a better like comparison would. I mean, obviously, I'm biased here, but Tom Brady. It's like, it's like sure. if you're comparing quarterback to quarterback, like th- that dude, that dude. No matter the score, it's like he's gonna go out and compete. And even if he like, even if he's old as hell, it's like he's he's gonna take hits if he needs to. He's gonna stay in the pocket. Uh, he'll he'll even scramble. He'll even scramble if he needs to. But it's like it's like. I, I don't know. Rogers is the complete opposite. And I think that's the difference between uh, their two careers because like, obviously it's like it, just from the eye test, uh, Rogers is more talented than, yeah. than Tom Brady, but it's just like that mental, the mental edge is just not there for Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. And you know, look, um, my take is so getting into next steps, I don't want him on the team anymore. If if he happens to come back, then my t- – okay, l- let me talk about the if he happens to come back and then if he doesn't come back. So if he happens to – if the Packers keep him and they agree to have him stay, then my take on this is this next year for the Packers will be the 2020-2021 Bucks season where, you know what, whatever you do in the regular season, cool, cool beans, you win, great. If not, whatever, show it to me during the playoffs. I don't give a fuck what you do in the regular season. That's what it was like during the 2020 2020- 2021 bucks. I said, you know what? You've had two massively disappointing postseasons where you had the best regular season record in the NBA, two seasons in a row, and you wilted in the playoffs. I don't want to hear about your regular season record anymore. Show it to me during the playoffs. And they did. They did. They won the title, right? So that's how I'm going to feel next year about the Packers if Roger stays. I'm going to be like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'll watch the games. I mean, I'll be happy if they win, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, we're the best team. Hey, bring it on. We got it, honey. No, I'm going to be like, I don't believe shit until you prove it to me in the playoffs. That's where I'm at with that. And then my preference would be, and this is the, of course, nobody's going to listen to me on this one, but uh, my, my trade proposal is uh, Rogers to the Raiders for Derek Carr and two, maybe three first round draft picks. If you can get it. Why? Here's why. First of all, the Packers are not trading him to 
an NFC team. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's going to go to the Niners. No, the Packers are not trading to the Niners. They're not going to trade him there and have him kick the crap out of the Packers for the next three years. Get that out of your head. He's going to an AFC team, first of all. I don't think he goes to the Broncos because I don't think the Broncos can give him enough back unless the Packers are like, yes, we're, we're all in Jordan Love, which I don't think is the case. So if you do Packers to the Raiders, it accomplishes several, several things. First of all, Jim Harbaugh, I think, signs with the Raiders. I think he gets talked out of leaving Michigan. He goes to the Raiders. He has ties to the organization there. He becomes head coach there, which is obviously he's an amazing head coach, right? So he'd want to play there. Rodgers wants to be near California. He wants to be near the West Coast. He wants to be near family and fame and all the other crap. Vegas is a perfect spot for him. In terms of playing conditions, dome, warm weather, he's good there, right? And I actually think you can make a reasonable argument that the Raiders are a star quarterback away from getting to a Super Bowl, right? So you make that. Then on the flip side, the Packers, getting Derek Carr instantly keeps them as a playoff team, right? I think Derek Carr can definitely lead, lead the Packers to the playoffs. And you might catch lightning in a bottle and might get to an NFC championship game or, or even a Super Bowl. The NFC is much more wide open, uh, in my opinion, than uh, the AFC is in terms of quarterbacks, right? You got Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert in the AFC. So I think, and I, we'll talk about Brady in a second, but I don't know if he's going to stay. Um, and so I think, I think that makes sense. And then obviously you get a couple first round draft picks and that, you know, now you're, that, that makes a lot of sense. Right. And, and I think also Derek Carr is a blue collar kind of Wisconsin type of, of athlete. Rogers is not the most beloved athlete in Wisconsin. Now it's Giannis. And you bring in a, a player like Carr and he's going to play hard for you. He's only 30 years old. And uh, it, it just seems like a win, 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 win across the board. I don't see the Denver connection other than Nathaniel Hackett, who just got hired by them. Uh, who's a Packers offensive coordinator a couple days ago. So that's my trade proposal to make this a win-win for both sides. Um, what do you think about that one? I, I don't hate it. I think it would be a really good case scenario for the Packers. Um, I feel the Raiders I, I mean, too, though. It, it, yeah, well, well, obviously the Raiders, they're getting Aaron Rodgers. And he's – Aaron Rodgers is obviously – like not done right it, it's right. like it's right. like obviously his playoff uh resume isn't the greatest but like the dude can done. still ball out yeah so i i was just thinking about the draft picks it's like with with car and aaron Rodgers probably having what three three years left three. maybe four three. tops yeah, yeah it, it's like it's like do they really give up that many first round draft picks uh for him i mean i mean the ram the rams went all out on draft picks this year but i don't think other other uh franchises are going to be as apt to give away that many first rounders i i I could see i could definitely see a first rounder or two and maybe like a couple other draft picks but it's like i don't know i don't know i think i think rogers and vegas is a very good fit though totally it's the best bet. I mean, you've got to think again, it's got to be an AFC team. Okay. The one, the one negative to that one is he's in a super tough division with other great quarterbacks, right? That's the one pause that you go, well, I don't know, but I think he would also then be on par team wise, you know, with, um, with, with the other teams and maybe he doesn't win the division, but he doesn't care about that. I mean, he can make it as a wildcard team. Um, so I, I really do think that, that's the right fit. Now, the other question, the equation here is Adams, right? So if you bring in Carr, now you could franchise tag Adams. And I don't know quite all the salary cap implications, but I'm assuming they'll figure that out. Uh, but you can franchise tag Adams. And 
you've got a competent quarterback in Carr, right? And so, you know, but if you go straight to Jordan Love and straight to rebuilding, then there's no point in franchising Adams and you let it walk and get some compensatory draft picks uh, for that. So, yeah, so that's what I think should happen. I'm over the Rodgers era. I, I appreciate he brought us a title, um, but it's it's time to move on. It's not the right fit anymore. I think I think getting home field advantage and playing in the cold is not his thing. Um, I think a lot of reasons it's it's just it's just time to move on. You know, sometimes you need to change the scenery. That happens, right? And you need a refresh and reset button. And I think that's the case here. And that's what I'd like to see. Okay. So enough on my team, on to your team. All right, so I picked the Rams plus three and a half, and I put uh, plus three, sorry, excuse me, and I also picked the money line. I, I knew they were going to win this game. And at 27-3, I'm like, yeah, no brainer, right? Yeah, they got this game. And just quickly to recap the reasons why, I just thought that the, the Buccaneers were just, uh, compared to last year, old, injured, you know, uh, you know I, th- I thought their secondary is nowhere near as good as before. I just thought it was a good matchup for the Rams. They don't run the ball well. Uh, which the Rams have a good run defense. So that didn't matter. And the Rams like to pass the ball and Buccaneers don't have a good pass defense. And I felt that the Rams from a, a, a pass defense perspective uh, and just defense perspective in general could win, you know, there's no bad weather issues. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, Brady's kind of due for a playoff loss. Stafford's probably due for a playoff win, et cetera. And they're up 27, three and I'm sitting there. Yeah. I'm, you know, like I said, this is over. Well, you know, <laughs> I, Brady did a great job of capitalizing, but without the turnovers, he doesn't come back in the game. So let's yeah, talk about so that. yeah, so I, I I was there. Let's it talk about that. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Uh, during the comeback, man, it was it was buzzing in that stadium. Like it was. Well, it hang was, on a second. You were there. Let everybody know that you were at the game. Yes, yes, I was at the game. I was at the game, and it it, it was incredible. It was incredible. Like like it, it was a different experience than uh, I think I've ever experienced at uh, at a sporting event. Um, I was at the uh, uh, two thousand. I think it's two thousand eighteen. I get my years mixed up sometimes. The the uh, AFC Championship between the Patriots and the and the Chiefs. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. Uh, yeah, amazing game, amazing games. Like in my opinion, that was that was like one of like like I don't want to like rank it, but it was one of the best playoff games of all time. Obviously, it went into overtime. Patriots won in overtime. I uh, that game that game was incredible. Uh, but I was. Uh, cheering for the visiting team in a in a home stadium uh, of the Chiefs, and so although me and my my uncle who I went with, uh, were getting like like excited, of course, uh, it just it was a completely different experience being at a at a playoff game like this where right. so many crazy things were happening, but having all of the energy that I was feeling reciprocated by the other. 60,000 fans and it was loud and the like the, the thing about it is like it, it was it was a weird game like multiple times multiple times it's like it's like we were done and then all of a sudden we weren't done and and everyone was going crazy uh and on the last touchdown well I mean I think the loudest so we'll, we'll go through this so I, as I'm going through I can kind of recap my thoughts so Brady came back 28 to three in, in the Super Bowl against the Falcons came back uh, and tied it from 27, three here. Uh, I was thinking to myself, like, like both of those games were so much different. 
Uh, in the Patriots Falcons, uh, the the Falcons obviously like like made a few mistakes. To blow a lead that big, you have to. But uh, like like for instance, uh, Matt Ryan taking the sack uh, when they were in field goal range and the holding call when they were in field goal range on that same drive. So they kind of pulled three points off the board right there. But that's the only big like giant mistake I can think of because the other ones were like uh, Hightower getting a strip sack on on Matt Ryan where uh, uh, that's entirely different than the Rams just snapping the ball 10 feet over Stafford's head 40 yards down the field. Uh, so it like this one felt like like the Patriots one. It felt like the Patriots were were ripping it away uh, from the Falcons. This one, this one, it felt like it literally felt like the Rams just did not want to win the freaking game. Uh, and so like that's that's how it kept going because it was like like you expect sometimes when a quarterback is sacked, they're gonna fumble. You don't nobody's really blaming Matt Ryan for fumbling. But uh, for some reason, right now I'm just I'm just blanking his name. Acres. It, it was Acres for uh, well, Acres for had the Rams. Acres had two fumbles. Yes, he had two fumbles. Like, and that's fumbles out of a running back, especially when you're closing out a game with the running back. It's like, it's like those are things that you that you don't really like expect or account for. And so it's like, it's like we we had the uh, the snap over Stafford's head. We got the ball back with. Uh, man, it had to have been like five minutes left in the game at that point. And it's like, wow, uh, we're only down, we're only down 14. So it's like, wow, there's, there's plenty of time. And then obviously we have the turnover somehow Brady, that, that fourth down was, was super weird. I, I don't even know where he was throwing that ball. Uh, Miss is a wide open receiver, uh, regardless. And we turn it over and, uh, like everyone's kind of like deflated at that point. Cause you're down 14. Uh, there's four minutes and change left and, and everybody's kind of sat down at that point. Like, man, we had our chance cause that place was bumping and like there was new life in the stadium after the, uh, after the bad snap. And then it was like, okay, we're, we're most likely we're done. And then uh, obviously we got a we got a punt there. Uh, Brady Brady hits Evans uh, for the for the fifty or sixty yarder or whatever that was, and uh, it, it was like everyone was hyped at that point. But then everybody's like, okay, uh, like they're gonna kill the clock. Like like let's not get too excited yet. And then and then Acres Acres goes and fumbles, and that point was when like all hell broke loose at the stadium like right there was when the when the flip switched and uh like it was it was one of the like the coolest experiences ever because like i i don't know that we'll, we'll get to the we'll get to the game after oh, but so anyway, hang on a second it, yeah so yeah. the fumble it was at the end of the first the, the first acres fumble was at the end of the first half when they were going in to make it potentially yep. uh 27 to 3 and yes. that ended up not yeah. happening. Now they made it twenty-seven to three at the end of the, at the after the uh, uh, at the start of the second half. But that would have made it twenty-seven three. And I'm like, at that point, it's good night. And I texted you at that point. I said, you are so fucking lucky because if yeah. they get a touchdown there, I think it's over. Um, and let's say things had still played out. Well, then it would have been thirty-four three, and you really would have been done. Um, yeah. And so you know, look, 
And that's at the two yard line. Some of this, and this is the thing about football, and this is what kind of probably what makes football so great and why the NFL is so popular. There is a luck element to it that you don't get in the NBA. And because uh, the NBA, you know, you don't have, a, I mean, you get a couple of bounces, but it's too many possessions. So let one bounce, you know, be. Yeah. Yeah. Deal. That was a huge deal. I mean, that was everything to keep it at 20 to three. Well, not good. And the Rams got the ball beginning of the second half. Still, 20 to three is a very big difference between that and 27 three. So, um, you know, my take was at that point, I'm like, oh boy, that was that was the knockout punch that should have happened that didn't. And then, of course, you know, Gay missed the 47 yard field goal short, uh, which also is <laughs> who misses a 47 yarder short? Yeah, I mean, yes. Hey, hey, a little little perspective from being there. So I was I was on like row 10, uh, like literally dead center between the goalposts on the opposite end that that mm. game missed that. Mm. And from everybody on my side's perspective, it was it like it was it was right in like. We were like, oh, he made it. Okay. And then all well, yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, you can't tell if the ball's going to go short. What's that? Yeah, you can't tell if the yeah. ball's going to go short. Yeah, because depth perception. Like, we only we only had the left and right perception. Right. And he kicked that ball perfectly, like, like right in the uprights. And so everybody is kind of like, ah, oh, shit, on our end. And then all of a sudden, the other side of the stadium starts screaming. And everyone around me was like, what the hell just happened? And, uh, yeah, that was a pretty weird moment of the game. But, yeah, that was big. So the closest moment I had to that was Ryan Longwell uh, in the 2003 wildcard game against the Seahawks. Had a four, I think it was a 47-yarder also that towards the end of regulation came up short. And we were all screaming and cheering that he made it. And <laughs> it landed short. I mean, and you and, just and, never expect that. No NFL kicker is leaving a 47-yard kick short, especially like the, the weather in Tampa that day wasn't that bad. Well, yeah, like, I mean, I you can understand it, Lambo in January. I mean, that's a little bit more – you can be more empathetic to that. This is Tampa. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had like on a long sleeve shirt and stuff, but, man, like it wasn't oh, geez, bad enough please, to leave a 47-yarder short. So, you know, a, a series of miscues, but let me let me take a step back here. You know, this whole issue with the Packers started with the Rams blowing a 17-0 lead to the Niners, doing stupid stuff like that, right? And so, you know, you have to a little bit think, a little bit think that maybe the, the Rams don't have that killer instinct to put teams away. And so I don't think it's going to happen, and we're going to get to this in the NFC Championship. I don't think it's going to happen in the NFC Championship, but I will think it happens in the Super Bowl. I think Sean McVay is so overrated. I really do. I think he is a coach that does not have killer instinct to him uh, from a play calling perspective. And his team is not that – his team is sloppy. His team is sloppy. His teams are sloppy. Okay? So you can make fun of the Packers uh, special teams all you want, but the Rams are sloppy. They're, they're sloppy. And so at the same time, when the Buccaneers tied the game – I didn't have the same feeling I had in that Falcons uh, uh, Patriots Super Bowl where I'm like, yeah, the Patriots got this now. I still felt there was an uphill climb because, I, again, I didn't think their secondary was very good. And I thought it was a very reasonable chance for the Rams to go drive down or to get the ball in overtime and drive down. And, of course, that's what ended up happening. So, you know, I, I, I still think, you know, the, I, th I think the Buccaneers, I think in this case, were fortunate to be tied 27-all, whereas the Patriots probably – you know, were probably the better team at that point being tied 28 all 
uh, with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like I said, it, it was it was a complete different feel. But like when when they scored, when they scored, I mean the Rams the Rams had one timeout, and um, it was like I I really like with how bad they were reeling for the past fifteen minutes of that game. It was like like I I honestly thought it was going to go to overtime, and obviously like we had a. Uh, cover zero cornerback blitz off of Cooper cup, mm-hmm. which, which is crazy. Like, like I understand being a little bit aggressive, but that is like a complete sellout, like aggressive defense. I could not believe they blitzed off Cooper cup because he, he had been torching them all game long. It's like, I just, yeah, I mean, the flip that, side of that is, is, is Stafford's terrible under pressure. Right. Um, so, I mean, you, you could get that, but not, yeah, not this year though, not this yeah, he's year. Getting better. He's I, getting I, better. I was reading after he's been one of the top quarterbacks in the entire NFL against the blitz this year. Yeah. He's better. He's better. All right. Yeah. So, so we're going anyway. okay. well, so we're going to, we got to ask the question now and I know you're biased. I know what your answer is, but I'm going to ask anyways for our audience. So what do you think Brady's going to do after the season? But not just that. Why you got to back it up with why you think what you think. And then I'll say what I think. Okay. So obviously we, there's been a lot of uh, debate on this. Like I, I thought it was interesting uh, that you even asked me after the game, because in my head, there was no chance that this was his last game that there was a, like, there was literally no chance. Uh, because he's always said, so my wise, he's always said he wants to play till he's 45. Mm-hmm. And and the whole feeling of this year has been like, okay, like, like, let's go win another Super Bowl. But like, like in my head, it's, it's always been next year's last year. So when you said that, I was like, why is Mark even asking me that? Like, like, I felt like nobody was really even like thinking that in my head, at least. Uh, so I thought I like, I, I still don't think that is going to be his last game. Uh, here, another reason for that is because Let's be honest. The Bucks' offense was extremely depleted for that game, and obviously they still fought back. They made it a game. It was kind of like a legacy game for Brady, even though, even though it wasn't like the the Super Bowl where he literally stole the game. It was like, hey, he actually missed a few chances in that game, namely, namely the uh, bad snap turnover where they turned it over on downs. It was like they eked, they eked that tie out. And it, and it felt like more of the Rams imploding than, than the Bucks like taking it, which was an experience in and of itself. But at the same time, it's like you don't have Godwin. That game, you don't have Werfs. Uh, you're, you're down. Like, like I'm pretty sure they had two receivers injured in the middle of the game. And it's like Antonio Brown walks out on you. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like for him – I just don't see him as a competitor saying like, yeah, that's what I want my last shot to be is, is exiting the playoffs with a, with a severely depleted team. I think, I think what's going to happen. I think what should happen is I think he, he needs to have uh, a little like exit season where everybody kind of knows it. Uh, Derek Jeter had it. Derek Jeter was celebrated all season. Coach K is getting celebrated right now. Uh, Kobe got to have that where he dropped 60 points on the jazz in his last game. And everybody, everybody celebrity wise was there. It's like, it's like, I feel like, I feel like he needs a little like season and exit like that. Um, at the same time. So those are my wise is one. I think he does want to play till he's 45. 
And I don't think he can be completely satisfied with giving his best shot in this playoffs due to the due to injuries. And if they can reload a little bit and get Godwin healthy and, and re-sign him and, and get everybody back, uh, potentially add a few pieces, I think they can have another legit run because obviously he's still playing at a high level. Uh, the only thing that has me concerned about it is never in his career has he entertained the idea. And now he's he's constantly talking about how there's a lot of like family pressure and Giselle wants him to stop. He's already accomplished like everything he needs to, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that is my one red flag is he's never like acknowledged or talked about retirement. Uh, he's pretty open to discussing it right now. Uh, if I had to put money on it, I, I'm saying he comes back one more year, gives it one last shot and everybody knows it's his last year. They can kind of celebrate his career a little bit. Uh, that's where my money's going. I know you probably have a different feeling. No, um, I so I actually definitely lean like 70-30 that he would retire after that game. But uh, now after thinking about it a little bit more for a few days, I actually probably agree with you with what you said. He's not if he he's going to come back if he comes back for one more year. He's not going to come back with the ambiguity that he might play for three or four years, he would declare this is my last year and this is it. Yeah. Um, so that he can have the farewell tour. He does like the fame. He does like the spotlight. You know, he's very Hollywood in that way. And there's almost no downside. Even if they go, even if they're crappy and get knocked out in the wild card round, it's not like he has anything left to prove. And Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's roster isn't bad enough where he would go like, five and 12 or something. So he doesn't have to worry about no, that. No, they're, they're he, definitely a playoff team, almost no matter what. Yeah, and they're team. a terrible, terrible division. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, that yeah. division's awful. So he has yeah, no – Like, Sean Payne just left. Like, like it, Yeah, it's he has bad. no worries at all. Yeah. He can win that division yeah. with his hands tied behind his back. So I have to – I leaned. I, I thought originally he would retire because, you know, he, he's over it. It's like, what else do I have to prove? It, it, it was, I felt this year was like a heat check year. Like, okay, I won the Super Bowl again. Like, okay, let's come back and see if I can somehow be that good and repeat. Um, and he didn't. So now he'd be like, peace out. I'm done. Like, he's got the family obligations. He's got his kids. He's got pressure from his wife. He is a crypto star. He is a, uh, you know, Hollywood star. Like, why, why does he need to come back and play anymore? He does not need to play at all. And if all the of all the players' individual round weekend that had the least amount of pressure on him this weekend, it was him. Um, so... That being said, I have to agree with you that he is going to want the adoration of all the fans, of the opposing team players, um, et cetera, of the, of the announcers and so forth, and have a farewell tour. And the NFL is the best sport to do a farewell tour in. You know, yeah, yeah, it is. And you know he's going to be getting pressure from the NFL to do it because Brady's farewell tour is going to oh, be yeah. ratings. Brady's farewell tour will bring huge ratings. Totally agree. So, I mean, you know, he can – make his whatever 35, 40 million a year playing for the bucks. He can probably get another 20 to 40 million in endorsements. And who doesn't need an extra $80 million? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And as long as it's set in stone and everybody knows this is last year, Giselle can wait one more year. It's easy to, to see the finish line than, right. than it is with his ambiguity. The last couple. Totally, years. totally, totally agree. So I think that's what he does as well. So actually we ended up agreeing on it. Um, okay. So bills chiefs, and we got to get to the uh, uh, NFC and AFC championship games. I actually don't want to say too much about this game either, believe it or not. 
because everyone has broken this game down ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah, and it was just that good. You know what I mean? There's not much more to say about it other than the fact. Well, no. That was- so we do. We need to talk about the overtime rules. So I have a few thoughts here on this. So <clears throat> I'm of the opinion that each team should have the ball, but I've heard some really interesting uh, other options as well over the past week that I thought were really good. One option I heard was a home team should get the ball by default um, to start overtime. And you know what? I always am a big proponent of the regular season, anything that makes the regular season more important, which is why I I love. I agree. I agree. I actually did not hear that this week. Uh, That is new to me. And it's a great fucking idea. I Shout like out to Adam Shine. Yeah, that was Adam, now, that was Adam Shine's the idea. regular season, the regular season, it means a ton. Yeah, like, absolutely. Adds to that. That's crazy. That's a great idea, isn't it? That was Adam Shine. Shout out to him. Uh, and uh, I, I love that idea because, yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that only the top seed gets the buy makes the regular season more important. And adding this makes the regular season even more important. Not that you necessarily, you know, you know, and, game, and but, Mark, it, it takes, I've always hated the overtime rules because they're, it, it throws a, an element of chance in, into football and it's like yeah and I, i've hated that because it's like these teams work so hard all game right. and it's going to be decided decided on a coin flip because right. in that game with mahomes and josh allen whoever won the toss was winning yep. the game i think yep. everybody knew it and yep. so it's literally decided on a coin flip and at that point it's like it takes the element of luck because you know what? It's like, if the Chiefs, if you're get, not it, the home team, then it's hey, tough shit. You should have done better during the regular if Chiefs, season. If Chiefs get the ball at the beginning of overtime because they're the home team, you know it's like suck it up, Buttercup. Fucking be better in the regular season. Don't lose to yeah. Jacksonville on the road. Don't lose to Pittsburgh yes. at home. Get your ass a fucking home game, and then you don't have to fucking worry about it. That's what and I then say. Nobody that. can complain about. No, exactly, exactly. So I like that idea. So that would actually probably be my first. Uh, you know, nod as to what should happen. Um, the second is, I think, also a potential interesting one is change it to a seven or eight minute overtime and play the whole freaking quarter. And then if it's still tight after that, then reduce it down to like five minutes and then just keep doing that in some way, you know, shape or form, or just, um, uh, you know, give each team the ball at the beginning of the half. But I, I'm, I'm leaning really towards give the home team the ball. I really, I, I just, I think it would get rid of the complaining because it'd be like, well, do better, you know, you know, and get, and get the home field. And, you know, the players union would appreciate it because, you know, I mean, obviously physical, you know, sports, uh, football is such a physical sport. Both teams are totally gassed at that point. If you play a full 15 minutes, nobody's going to be, nobody's going to be able to stop anything at the end of the. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it, the game can't go on forever. It's got, it's got to stop at some point. So I like that. Shout out to Adam shine. Great job of calling that one out. Make it the fucking home team gets the ball first in overtime. Keep the same overtime rules other than that. And can't complain. Get 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 home field advantage if you don't like it. Um, okay, so we gotta move on to the, the games for this weekend. Uh, and Let's then I wanna it. watch and then I wanna watch the Bucks destroy the Knicks. So um, which by the way, whoever has a 9 p.m. local time home game is beyond me. Um Knicks, Knicks, uh, Knicks plus nine and a half, baby. Go lock it in. Uh, Bucks have been really good uh, at home, so I don't, I don't know if you're gonna. Yeah, they they they've been good. They'll win the game. I uh, it, like I I don't. Have yeah, I mean, plus game, nine and a half. I, is, I, that's I'm a that's a lot. That's a lot of points. I mean, it's just, a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of points. Um, okay, so anyways, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Bengals Chiefs is the first game, three p.m. Eastern time. 
Uh, Bengals at most sports books are plus seven and a half. There's DraftKings. You can find them at plus seven. Um, so I don't think the Chiefs cover only because there's definitely a lot of backdoor coverage potential here. However, I also see a scenario where the Chiefs blow the doors off the table and win like 45-17. So um, my overall take on this one is the Bengals are absolutely positively 100% never going to win this game. If you have like a million dollars to throw on Chiefs money line and you can make a couple hundred thousand dollars, go do it. Um, this would be the game to do it. There is a Zippo 0.000% chance of it, and you can take this to the bank all day long. There's a 0.000%. Mark. No, I, no. I, I was I was more confident in the Packers at Lambeau. No, Field. no, 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 no. Stop, I, stop, yes, stop, stop, yes, stop, against stop. the Niners. Stop, stop. There is a 0.0000% chance the Bengals win this game. Not, not, a, no, not zero, none. They're lucky to win the last game in Tennessee against a crappy, te- or not crappy, but mediocre Tennessee team. You think they're gonna go? They can go into Arrowhead and win a game against Mahomes? I, Are you I on mean, Planet I, Delusional? No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like, like I'm not gonna put my my entire bank account on it. Yes, you should. I'm not that should. confident. I'm the money line. I, I, I'm the money line. I was, not I was in the more point confident in the uh, like, like you were telling me that the the Niners were gonna go into Lambo this week and beat that pack no team. but hang like, on a second I, hang on a second Aaron Rodgers Joe, Joe is a, Burrow is better than uh, uh than Garoppolo like that Aaron Rodgers has lost playoff games at home uh, Mahomes has only lost one and that was you know to Brady and the Patriots he doesn't lose at home he is certainly certainly not losing at home to Joe Burrow. The Bengals are playing with house money. I mean, he's lost, he's lost one and a half, let's be honest, because that that game was he, – they, they should have lost. I okay, but the Bills are good. It. The Bills are, like, yeah. twice as good as the Bengals. Okay. Yeah, are so, they, though? The Bills have lost oh so my bad God. too. The Bills huh. have just as bad as the Bengals at Let times. me say something. Like, Hang the, on. The, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. You know who the Bengals are? You know who the Bengals are? Who? The 2017 Vikings. And they are going to walk into the championship game like the Vikings did and get absolutely positively pummeled and smoked by the home team. That's what they are. They got lucky to win the first round. They got kind of lucky to win the second round. And they, I'm sorry, I'll reverse that. They got kind of lucky to win the first round. They got lucky to win the second round and they will be lucky to cover in this game. Yes, yeah, so like, like Mark, I agree with you, but you're you're giving them like like I know I know this is at Arrowhead and it's the playoffs, completely different story. But they yes. already beat the Chiefs this year. They already beat the Chiefs like at three home, weeks ago, and they were up and they were, and they were down by what fifteen points or whatever the hell it was, and needed a bunch of crappy interference calls on the on the uh, DBs by the refs to get back into the game at home. Like, give me a break. Like, this is going to be a loss. Like, Yes, I I get it, and I'm not saying that the Bengals are going to win this game. But for you to pick this one as like your surefire pick of history, this is the money line, money line, no, 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 money line, not not points. Yes, yes, I I get, I get that you're saying money line, but still, like I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling good with with either my son eating tomorrow or not on this game. (laughs) You should, you could, you could send him. You could have him sit by the window during a hurricane and still feel good about him eating the next day by putting money <laughs> on this game. Okay. 
guy. You don't guy. even need to. You don't even need to move him away from the window during this game. You can let him sit there, and he will be fine uh, during are this you, game. Are you legally allowed to bet right now, Mark? No. So uh, no. So here's the issue. Um, Florida doesn't have legalized sports betting, as you know. I can't yeah. do any offshore sports betting uh, because of my Nevada gaming license. And, but you can't uh, fly to Nevada and place a bet? Well, so hang on. So if I'm ever in a state that has legalized sports betting, I could place a bet if I'm there, right? So that okay. is totally fine. Um, all, of the, all of the bets that I've made have been part of our internal Zen Sports monthly contest that we um, are do here. Free to enter, but there's there's good prize money. We offer, it's, a, it's like an employee benefit. We offer um, monthly contests where you can you know, win anywhere from 1000 to a few thousand dollars. Uh, on a monthly basis with no entry fee. And that's legally, we're legally allowed to do that as long as there's no entry fee and it's an employee benefit. And so that's where my, that's where my picks go. Uh, okay. is towards, okay. is towards I, I just yeah. wanted to make sure that you were like allowed to fly to a legalized state. Oh like, yeah, of like course. New York oh, yeah. or Vegas. Oh, okay. oh yeah. All right. Cool. Oh yeah. I'm, well, I'm allowed I'm, to play. On Twitter this yep. week, I'm expecting Mark's net worth on a bet slip with a uh, chief's money line on it. Well, I'm actually going to be in, I'm actually going to be, I'm actually going to be in Vegas next week, but uh, that's uh, after the Sunday's games. Cause I, uh, I have to, uh, <laughs> I have some business, I have some business meetings in Vegas, but um, no. Yeah. As long as it's, as long as I'm in a legalized jurisdiction here in the U S I can absolutely place bets hundred percent. Okay. Um, so right. that's, that's I, totally I, fine. I want, I want that bet slip. I want, I want that, that net worth bet slip posted. Well, no, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be there before the Bengals Chiefs game. Okay. Well, well I mean, right. if it's, if it's an auto lock, like, like where you have a million dollars to put on this money line, you're going to win a couple hundred thousand. Uh, isn't it worth like a two hundred, three hundred dollar plane ticket to Vegas, though? Well, I don't have for a few hours. Did I did I say I have a million dollars to put on? No. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm <laughs> don't you have to? Have, here, you have to. Have, you have to. Have, you have to have a million dollars to be able to put a million dollars on it. <laughs> so uh, I'm saying, I said, if you have a million dollars at your disposal, go put it on the Chiefs money line to get yeah. your uh, to get your uh, what is it? To let's see the exact amount. It will be uh yeah minus three fifty yeah so exactly you'll get your uh yeah you'll get your two hundred some thousand did, bucks. Did, did you say did you say minus three fifty? Uh, it's anywhere from minus three fifty. You can get it as low as minus three twenty five. Okay. I would jump on that. So yeah, so I mean, you can definitely. Let's see uh, if I do. Uh, you uh, uh, I hate it. By the way, if I haven't... you'd win a little over three hundred grand. What was that? At, at, at minus three twenty-five, you'd win a little bit over three hundred. Yeah, three ten, three ten, three ten. I just did my decimal odds. Uh, can we fucking get rid of American line, American odds here? I hate the American line. I, I, I hate use it, it because it. that. Yeah, but the no, it's awful. So it's awful. Better. Anybody listening to this podcast that thinks American odds are better than decimal odds needs to have their head examined within five seconds i calculate how much you would win on a million dollar bet it's 1.31 decimal odds that means you would get three hundred ten thousand dollars. Yeah, minus three twenty five. Yes, it's, so it's so easy. Whoever, so easy. Whoever decided that's what we roll with, I don't even get why it came or how it came to be. Whoever created American odds should retire on the beach and never be involved in sports betting again. Okay, thank you. That's my that's my uh, that's my uh, that's my hot that's my hot take for the week. All right. Okay. 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 So so long story short, you're you're on the Chiefs minus seven. No, well, okay, so uh, 
Chiefs money line is a gimme. This is a gimme. And I see this game going one of two ways. I see this game being a 10-point game where the Chiefs somehow or the Bengals somehow backdoor cover, or I see them blowing the doors off of it where the Chiefs went 45 to 17. Okay. And so my my problem with the my problem with the plus uh seven and a half is there's just too much backdoor capability. There's just too much backdoor capability on this one. In fact, you could even be up 17 and have 10 points scored in the last like five minutes, right? So I just I don't like the I don't like the point spread, but I love money line. So um I'm done talking about this game. I think the Chiefs win. I think there's no intrigue on this one. <clears throat> um and I hate both teams in the next game, so I want to talk about that. So are you ready? Bengals plus seven. I, I I don't think that's the worst bet in the world. I don't like it, but I don't think it's the worst bet in the world. Chiefs that's money line pick. though. Chiefs money. I will okay. I, I will go. Yeah, of course, Chiefs money line. But it's I will, like, I will, it's I, will like, I will go. I will. I will go. I will go. Chiefs minus seven and a half, which is what it is at most books. Are you okay with okay. the seven and a half plus seven and a half? Yeah, okay. yeah, plus seven yeah. and a half. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Okay. So I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Chiefs minus seven and a half. Okay, Forty Nine Rams. So everyone knows that listens to the podcast. I lived in San Francisco for nineteen years. I hate Niners. I hate the Niners. I hate Niners fans with a passion. I think they're the most arrogant, arrogant, not uh, obnoxious. Awful, um, unsophisticated bandwagon fans on the planet. They've won nothing in 27 <laughs> years. They've won nothing. I mean, nothing in 27 years. And they talk like they are the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread. Uh, and um, and they have a garbage, garbage. I mean, garbage, garbage quarterback. So um, who is fucking arrogant, saying fuck the Packers after he literally did nothing in that game. He literally did nothing in that game. He, he would have been the reason they lost if they had lost the game, let alone not the reason why they won. So uh, at the same time, I'm very unenthusiastic about anything California right now because uh, I think they've got a lot of issues, which is why they got the fuck out of there. So this game annoys me, and uh, I would rather see both teams lose, but that's not possible. So if I have I, sl- I feel the same way. I'm not a fan of either team. No, God, no one, no one, no one east of the Sierra Mountains is going to give two fucks about this game. Let me tell you that right fucking now. And I think this game will probably be the lowest rated game of the uh, di- combined divisional plus NFC championship game round. So I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. So the only reason I'm going to go Rams minus three and a half in this one, well, there's two reasons. Sorry, Jimmy G which is obvious, but um, I just a little bit think that the Rams defense is maybe two notches worse than the 49ers, but their offense is like 10 notches above it. Now here's the problem. The Niners obnoxious, awful, arrogant fans are going to take over that stadium. And it's not going to be a home field advantage for the Rams. It, it, it's going to be a Niners home game. It's going to be a Niners home game. And I don't trust Tim, uh, Tim. I don't trust Sean McVay. I think he is not good. I just don't think he is. I don't think he's good at all. So I think Sean McVay is poor. And I think that Stafford is due for another pick six. He had pick six. He hasn't had one in the playoffs. So that's what gives me pause. But I still think their offense is light years better than the Niners. And I think their 
defense is not much worse than the Niners. And I think Garoppolo's luck is about to run out. So I think it's that's good enough to make it Rams minus three and a half. Of course, what do you think, Jess? I'm on Rams three and a half as well. I <laughs> I just think I just think that the Niners like I, I thought they were gonna hit the wall last week and they kind of did. They obviously they got bailed out last week. I don't care what anybody says. That like winning winning on a pump block in the in the fourth quarter when you've done nothing all game, it's like they they, they essentially stole that game. And the Rams, as much as I hate them, uh they they are at least uh, competent offense, and Cooper Cup is absolutely incredible. And Odell Beckham Jr. is is like really fitting into a good role there on that offense. I just think, yeah, I think they're going to put up enough points, and I just don't believe in the San Francisco offense, especially after this past week. It's like it's like they're not going to win by not scoring an offensive touchdown again. I think I think yeah. that's a pretty straightforward pick is Rams minus three and a half. I think that's I think that's one of the easiest ones for me of the entire playoffs right there. Yeah, that's right. And I mean at some point your luck runs out on that sort of thing, right? And you know, you're not playing against Sean uh Sean, you're not playing against Mike McCarthy. You're not going to score, you're not going to win a game by not scoring an offensive touchdown. And you got to actually play real football. Like that's kind of the point, right? You got to actually play real football for a change. You can't just get lucky or rely on crazy plays or rely on, you know, special teams or whatever it might be. Yeah. The Packers special teams wasn't good, but all it had to be was mediocre and it wouldn't have cost that, but you can't rely on special teams to win you games. Like it just has to be a, a not a problem area. I, I just I yeah, home crowd yeah. Is, you don't want special teams to lose you games. That that's right. usually what special but teams. But you can't is. count on it to win you games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. right. And so that's the problem for the Niners. And yeah, they have the better coach. And yeah, although that's debatable too. And um yeah, I mean their defense is probably a tick above the uh Rams. And yes, they will have home field, but that's all they have going for them. A teeny tiny better coach, a teeny tiny better defense and basically will probably amount to home field. I'm sorry, but how's that going to win you a game? I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. Like that's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. And uh, even if this game was in San Francisco, I think the Rams win the game. And so whenever you can flip flop where the venue is and say, yes, I think this team will win on the road, then they're definitely going to win at home. Uh, And so, yeah, I, I love, I actually, of the two point spreads, I like the Rams a lot more at minus three and a half than I like the Chiefs at minus seven and a half. I just love the Chiefs on the money line for this so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm, I'm excited to see your million-dollar bet slip, Mark. <laughs> I'll be in Vegas <laughs> after the game, though. I won't be able to do anything about it. I won't be able to do a damn thing about it. No, no, no. So – Okay, so uh, this comes the moment of the podcast as we wrap up here. We've gone a minute 15, an hour 15 here. So what, is, what was your betting story of the week or what are your college and or NBA picks oh, of the week? Man, man I, I was having a great week. Like, like I mentioned last week, I was up like – I was up a little over 5,000 last week uh, and, and was rolling uh, – 
But uh, Saturday, Saturday absolutely wrecked me. I lost two thousand dollars on Saturday, so it took my it took my weekly profits to a little over three grand. Uh, well, that's not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like it's good. Like it's not like I'm not happy with that. But uh, like it, I started to get a little bit tilted. I, I went off on a, like like a few other games. I I, I lost like another four hundred bucks. I cashed out like like ninety percent of my bankroll, and I've kind of been getting my my head right again before I put money back in because I got so tilted at the Packers and the uh, and the Titans. This because I I had them in a couple parlays with with money line parlays because I was so confident they were at least going to win. I had I had good money on both of the spreads. And then they both laid an egg. They both lost in, in pretty shitty ways. And uh, anyway, long story short, that's my that's my story of the week. Is last week was all positive, like I was rolling. Uh, Saturday, Saturday kind of put me a week back because it definitely tilted, and it's not good to be be betting money uh, when you're emotionally compromised. And so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna take a deep breath for a week. And I've kind of taken this week off, if I'm being honest. So Saturday, Saturday kind of. Put, it put me in the dust to the point where I didn't even have any money on the game Sunday. Thank goodness, right? Like, I think I would have freaking lost 10 years of my life if I had the rest of my bankroll on Sunday. <laughs> Why? What would you, what would you, do you, do you, what would you, would you have bet on the Rams? Yeah, yeah I, I, I would, I would have gone Chiefs money line because we, we had talked about that. One. I, 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 well, was but you would have won. Yeah. Yes. I would have won. Yeah. But it's not like that wouldn't have taken a year off my life with how stressful that would have been to have big money on, on the chiefs. <laughs> so I, anyway, uh, I would have gone, uh, bucks minus three. I already said that cause I, I say my picks every week. So yeah, I was, I was on bucks minus three. If, if I, if, yeah, if I didn't lose so big the, the day before, and I would have been on chiefs money line, uh, and so anyway, like I would have hit one, I would have lost the other, but both of those games would have been incredibly way more stressful to have money on the line. And so, uh, anyway, that, that's my betting story is I got wrecked on Saturday and I've taken about a week off. And so we'll get back at it this week and hopefully I'll have <laughs> uh, more positive stories and, and results next week. So what are you betting? What are you, what are you, are you making any bets this weekend or no? Uh, this weekend, uh, I, after after talking with you just barely, I, I still I still don't have uh, like money in my accounts right now. I, I just cashed everything out uh, and then lost the last little bit, which was like which was like four hundred dollars. Like I said, I, I I I just got very big on the Rams. <laughs> talking to you right now, I do think that is by far the best pick of the weekend. Why not? I don't, why not at at 31%, why not take the Chiefs money? Yeah, off? you know, and and maybe that's something where where we'll do that and maybe maybe I throw like a thousand dollars on that game to win yeah. 300. That's that's not the worst plan. Maybe I take that and maybe I do both. Maybe I put a thousand dollars in, put every put everything on uh the Chiefs and then take like like five hundred of that and put it on the actual spread. Uh, for the Rams, maybe even more, because like I just, I just think that the media. I hate that. I hate that half point though. That half point really bothers me. Yes, yes, I might buy it. I, I buy that a lot. I've been, sure. I've been burned too many times on that. I might buy it down to three, 
Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I mean, you, you lose like, like 20, 25, uh, whatever points. I, I don't know yeah. what the hell's called percentages, whatever. Uh, and uh, I think that's worth it in football. Cause that's such an expensive, like thing to right. lose. And right. so, uh, yeah, I'll probably end up sitting at Rams minus three, but I just think that the media and the Niners fans and and everything. And I thought this before the, the Packers game, mind you, because it's like, I, I, yeah, I'm just not a believer in the Niners, but I think the media is even hyping them up too much. Like Debo Samuel's cool, yep. but it's like one, one guy who plays a slot receiver running back isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. And the Rams no. are just a way more well-rounded team than they are. No, a hundred percent. Like, it's like, do you not realize you won the game without scoring an offensive touchdown against the Packers? You yeah. scored zero. Your offense scored six points. Six. Do you really think that's going to win you football games? Six. They wouldn't win you football games in the 1960s, let alone <laughs> 2021. What are you smoking? Are you, How much sticky icky do you got going on over there in Berkeley, honey? I'm sorry, but no, you are not winning the game scoring six fucking points. And so uh, I guess, I guess he could in better conditions, maybe score a touchdown. Um, I just, I'm sorry. I just, uh, you know, your, your luck train ends today. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. And, uh, but I don't like that half point. And so uh, for that reason, I would stay away, but if you buy it down and you can take the Rams minus three, that that you should do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. And I think, I think the game's obviously going to be gritty because that's how the Niners play. And the, the Rams, the Rams can get gritty though. Uh, I think, I think the Rams are going to win that game. Mm, like 17, 10, maybe, maybe 24, 10. Uh, I think the score is going to be somewhere around there. I, I honestly can't see the Niners putting up more than 10 points. Uh, yeah, I think they score somewhere between 13 and 17, but I think the Rams score somewhere between 24 and 30, you know, um, I think that's about right. I think that seems to be what I, I would, I would say would happen. I, I mean, just given the conditions are a dome versus cold and snow and bad weather, that's probably good enough for at least one offensive touchdown. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But man, I, I like the, uh, I like the Rams defense. I think, I think Von Miller getting healthy again. He's, he's kind of been making a big difference in a few of these games. Yeah. And I, I think they just, you know, they, they know what they want to do. They're ready for it. And um, yeah. It just, yeah, I mean, this is, this is their time, you know, and that's, that's how it goes. And, uh, and you know, you never know. I mean, if there's, if there's, if there's even 50, 50 Rams Niners fan, I think that's fans. I think that's enough to, to make it uh, good enough for the Rams. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Well, somehow, some way, it's 10.37 p.m. Eastern time on Friday night, and the Bucks started a game at home in Milwaukee half an hour ago, which I've never seen that before in my life. So we're going to wrap this baby up. We're going to watch some NBA because we're both on to the NBA season. We're both ready to watch the Bucks win on a title. And uh, I know, <laughs> hey, I know that, you, that's the debate for another week. I know you uh, are jazzed uh, about you are jazzed about that, pun intended. Uh, and uh, well, see, no, you know what? Here's the thing. You can sympathize. The Jazz are the Aaron Rodgers Packers of the NBA. Great regular season, setting all kinds of records, winning this, winning that, MVP here, MVP that. 
Oh, and then yeah. sucking I, I mean, ass let, let's be honest. Let's be in the honest. second round. The, the Jazz, the Jazz are the Bucks from two years, two years before they yeah, won. But we the won title. a title, so I don't. I, I can. I can talk smack. We won a title, <laughs> so now no. This is my point. You need to prove it. Like no, I don't hear about the regular season bullshit uh, anymore. Listen, listen. The Jazz aren't going to prove it. As a as a Jazz fan, I, I do love this team. Uh, they are missing something from being elite. They 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 will be lucky to get out of the first round this year. Uh, I've watched a lot of their games, and they're they're just missing something. And I think I think it's a Paul George esque. Uh, three who who can score and play defense. Obviously, everybody wants something like that, but at the same time, like the Jazz just don't have that consistent finisher. Uh, and Mitchell is good. Mitchell is great. Uh, but for them to rely on him wholly uh, at the end of games to to come through, like I I don't know. It's just they don't have it. Like like they they're not it. They get murdered by small ball because it really exploits uh, uh, their style of defense. And with the Warriors uh, playing small ball the way they are, with the Clippers' ability to go small ball, uh, like I just think they have almost no chance to make it past the second round and maybe a 50-50 shot to make it past the first. So, honest, ironically, they have the same record as the Bucks right now uh, at 30-20. and 20. Uh, they are nine and a half out of first, whereas the Bucks are two and a half out of first. Uh, I don't care about getting the top seed, anyways. Like the Bucks won the title last year with the third seed, so really, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Just get a top three or so seed. I mean, I don't want the Bucks to be the six or seven seed. Uh, that wouldn't be great. But uh, I would also say the same as Suns fans. What I just said to you, right? Is I don't care that you're thirty-eight nine. Fucking go prove it in the playoffs. Like you know, you know. Okay, well, you get to the finals. A little bit different story. And you were up 2-0 before the Bucs came back. But still, like, you got to prove it in the playoffs. I wouldn't say that's the Warriors <clears throat> because they have won three titles, right? So it's a little bit different yeah. with them. And I wouldn't even say that to the Grizzlies because <clears throat> this is their first taste of real regular season success. And even if they get knocked out in the second round or the conference finals, they will have had a great season no matter what. The, but the, Grizzly, the Grizzlies are good. They're another one of those teams that, like, at least this year, like, I mean, the – yeah, the West, the West is going to come down to the Suns and the Warriors, and I think that's pretty obvious. I, I just think Pro- no, I don't think up. so. I, I think the Grizzlies, I think the Grizzlies could beat the Warriors. Uh, in no, the, uh, no, they can't, Mark. Uh, they can't. Uh, um, uh, I don't know about that, but anyways. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So we'll leave some of the NBA talk for later. Uh, and uh, we've had a – okay, this is a good podcast. This is an hour 25, hour and a half. This is, this is good. And uh, we are going to – we're going to watch the games this week as uh, Jess puts uh, money on the Chiefs money line. And as he follows up that win with uh, Rams minus three because he's going to buy down that half point. Uh, and Jess is going to have comeback weekend this weekend and uh, do very well because of uh, what we talked about in the podcast. Right, Jess? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. This, this podcast is, uh, is going to get me back on track on that betting. I can help you make more money. And if we can help other betters make more money up there, it's all worth it. There you go. There you go. But yeah, this has been good, Mark. I appreciate it. Awesome. Have a wonderful night, Jess. Uh, I'm going to go watch the Bucks throttle the Knicks. And uh, as always, it's been great. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy 
Tampa Bay, not Tampa Bay. <laughs> I'll see you in Miami real soon. Awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick's plus uh, nine and a half. Everybody on the podcast will hear this in a day or two. So uh, uh, I wouldn't. I would bet me on that. Stick, stick to the Chiefs money line and the uh, <laughs> and the Rams minus three. The podcast is going to be out. After the game's over, so I wouldn't. No, let's let's just uh, let's leave that one. Uh, let's put that one. Let's put that one back. Let's put that one back. I'm just giving you shit, Mark. Okay, All right. sounds good. Uh, yeah, until next week. Have a great night. All right, bye, Jess.